Welcome to Brands Made Meaningful, conversations with the team at Susner about how purposeful branding inspires unity, identity, and powerful change for growth-minded organizations. Tucker, we've had this topic on our in our queue, I think, since we started the podcast way back when. And for whatever reason, other topics have jumped ahead of it. I think that we take this like almost every conversation we have as like a, well, yeah, of course, but because we know it, we just assume that everyone should know it. Branding and marketing is what we're talking about today is really a nuanced difference. I mean, to the broad spectrum of business, it's like, oh, they're hand in hand and they should be hand in hand for sure. But a lot of the people we deal with don't really understand the differences or there are the best brands that we work with. They totally get it. And some of the more inexperienced brands that we work with don't quite understand it. So I think for us, this wasn't a absolute critical conversation, but now that we're getting into the meat and potatoes of this podcast, I think it's totally fits with what we're how much time do we have today? Because I could go long on this one. Yeah. I love this topic. A little behind the scenes here. We always try to keep it for 30 minutes. Anytime we go over 30 minutes, that's just excitement. And so we are going to try to keep this to 30 minutes. All right. I've actually got a timer going. So not, not sales versus marketing. I think people that we work with tend to understand the relationship between the sales department and the marketing department and some of the healthy and and sometimes not so healthy tensions between the two. Yeah, This is different. This is now, what is the difference between branding and marketing? Are they the same thing? Because they're not, they're similar and they work together. And oftentimes one or the other aren't successful unless both of them have been done really well. Yeah, I think of branding and marketing as two peas in a pod or as like Forrest Gump would say, peas and carrots. They just go together really nicely, but they are people tend to focus on one and not the other, which doesn't make any sense because they are perfect compliments. They Pippin and Jordan. Sure. Which one is Jordan? Marketing. Damn. And where I would come from is if we're going to dumb it down or simplify it as much as we can, we would say that branding is what you say and how you say it. And marketing is where you say it and when you say it. Branding is crafting your story. It's, it's having the, the means to describe what it is that your organization actually stands for. And marketing is then how you communicate that story and where do you tell that story and to who. We'll get into that. I think we should just dive into yeah. a little bit on like the nuances of each of them. So we'll start with branding because that's what we do here. But branding is because all, branding starts first. Exactly. In the process. Well, that's true as well. Branding is all about identity. It is all about establishing, maintaining, redeveloping that identity. And identity can be visual or verbal. Think about things like that. It can also be experiential. So we get into the episodes that we talk about. There's a lot of things that go down each of those rabbit holes, but branding from a high level is about identity. Which also includes values. Yep. We just talked in a previous conversation about purpose and mission and vision. That is a core part of your brand's identity. Yeah, think about how you identify, what you do, what you stand for. 
and how that relates to everything else in the world. That's what we think of identity. And a part of that identity is perception, which is a big word in the branding world is perception. I mean, I think of brand as your perception. So perception is really like, how do people in the world think of you? Um, As Marty Neumeier would say, it'd be your gut reaction to when you see a product that is their brand. Their brand is the gut reaction. And that perception, I think, can be tailored. And that's what branding really is, is tailoring a perception, depending on what the strategy is. So that's where the logo comes into play or the design of your materials or the tone and the language um, of your messaging and all of the, hopefully, emotions that that evokes in addition to just an understanding and clarity of what you do for a product or service. We did an episode a while ago that talked about how... a logo is not a brand a logo is an asset that gets used to craft a perception so if you're like i thought that brands are just like your logo and move forward we did a whole conversation on why that's not the case but yes you are right so like the messaging and the logos and the visuals and the verbals and this is all those are all tools that we need to use to then craft the overall perception we know some great brands that don't have great logos and we know some brands that have great logos but have a shallow, terrible brand, terrible brand behind them. Yep. So just think about that as a toolbox, right? We're just trying to build out the toolbox to be able to craft that overall perception of the organization or the product or whatever the brand that we're trying to focus on is. But the key piece of branding is that it is long-term oriented. It is about building trust. It's about building loyalty and it's about building recognition over time. Most people get into these projects and go okay so we're going to want a 90 day turnaround and we're going to want to see an impact from this in 30 in like three months or whatever and you come back and you're like well that's great but that's not how this all works like the craft crafting of a perception takes time it takes it's not quarters it's years we're trying to build into that perception i think that that sometimes gets lost when you have um hungry business people that are like, I just want to get this done. Let's do this right now. And let's have it make an impact right away. The behind the scenes of the process of branding relies heavily on brand strategy and brand development. When we get into the the activation part of that, that's I think where marketing comes to play. But taking the time to be thoughtful and meaningful in that development is what leads to some brands that we've created 15 years, 20, 18 years ago that are still being used and successfully today. Let's jump to marketing. When I think of marketing, I go back to, I mean, it's like marketing 101 that you take in business school. It's the four P's of marketing, which would be product price placement and promotion. And when you're dealing with those four P's, I'm, I'm really honing in on the one that everyone thinks of is promotion. When they go, I'm trying to market my business, they think I'm trying to promote my business. Um, And that's totally fair. And that just comes to light. I mean, think about all the different, different tactics and activities that you're trying to do within your products and services. This could include things like social media. This could include things like content and sales teams and all that. That's all promotion based. And that's great. What 
the marketing teams that we've worked with do hone in on that product, that price, the placement, like who are we dealing with? Why are we dealing with them? Where and how much should we be charging? And there's just a lot of nuance there, but some of, some of that is critical for thinking about marketing forward. So when we talk about branding is how we, what story we want to tell marketing is like that engine in which we're going to deliver that story. So if you think of the value we create as a business then that product and the market that we're going to go after, that's the way we're delivering that value. So we're just kind of, there's a lot of nuances in this, but I think that they're important for understanding understanding how you can leverage both of these ideas and both of these styles to really hone in on how you grow as an organization. Yeah, I think of branding as the engine and promotion as the gas. It's all promotion and marketing in general is all about growing awareness. If you have a great brand and great products and great people and great services, but nobody knows about it because you're the best kept secret in your industry, you can't sell your products and services. So you have to promote it. I would, there are probably a handful of people that we work with from marketing teams that would, you know, slap your hand by saying that marketing is all about awareness because it's more than that. Sure. I'm, but I'm summarizing. Yeah. You're for, trying to simplify as much yep. as you can. I'm just trying to make sure, you know, people aren't angry. I, uh, we only, we only have <laughs> 20 minutes left we're not teaching a class. Uh, we're just clarifying. Sure. When, when I really honed the differences between the two, if we said that branding is long-term marketing can absolutely be short-term, we can run a campaign. We can do things right now that can make an impact today. They can make an impact this quarter. That's easier said than done, I know, because there's a lot that goes into all that. And that's why marketing is so important is it drives us every day. Branding is this long-term oriented future thinking. Who do we want to be? Why do we want to be it? How can we pull people in and, and draw them into a loyal state? That's like, it, I don't want to like say that branding is more important than marketing because it's absolutely not. They are absolutely hand in hand, really important together. But when you look at your strategy to do one, we know that it's more common to think about marketing than it is branding. I agree. They do go, they do go completely hand in hand. Marketing, if you, if you have a solid brand and you've already put in the work, then your focus should be on marketing. But if you don't have a story and you don't know what you stand for, then you need to put in that work to then make your marketing meaningful and successful. We don't want our clients, our teams that we work with to feel like they're wasting time and money when they market. That is the absolute goal for our team is to say, how do we help them not waste time marketing? And that comes back with making them look really good. And I don't mean look as in design look really good, but like when we do our job really well here and we craft a brand and a story and a message that's really meaningful and really resonates, it makes all the marketing just pay off so much better. It makes it more effective. It makes it easier to make decisions when you're marketing. It makes it easier to build out really great content. It it's just, it makes everything so much easier that I think that gets kind of subdued as well. It's because there's a lot of people, especially in the creative agency world, that feel like what they do is better than what marketers do. But that's not true at all. I think that they are teammates and that's the way that we see it here. Yeah, I think branding tends to be 
a once every handful of years initiative as long as you've done it. And I think marketing is an ongoing, nonstop, consistent effort. Yeah. Well, branding should be as well. If you're doing it right, most of the brands that we've worked with that do it really right are evolving over the course of years. Instead of saying, we're going to do this in 2015, we're going to do it again in 2023, and we're going to do it again in 2030. But the heavy lifting comes up front. Sure. So why does this matter? Why do we do it? Why is it important to have both? And what can someone get out of that? When you have a synergy and a, and a working, a, a positive working relationship between both branding and marketing, first and foremost, it gives you, we talked about this, it gives you that, we call it a brand foundation. It gives you the, the core, the basis, the strategic foundation that helps everything stand out and resonate and get noticed think about the assets we just go i just go back to the assets every time to say well if you were marketing everything wouldn't it be great to be able to look at your toolbox and go oh let's use these things right now because that's going to resonate with this audience that leads into having a good foundation for what you say how you say it is going to really lead to success down the road it's also going to lead to the second point which is consistency we're going to say the same things we're going to be the same person people are going to start understanding who we are and it's going to resonate with them over and over and over again until it's like oh yeah i know you guys you guys do this that's great i need that right now there's a somebody smarter than me said the quote that it takes seven times for somebody to hear something the first time, mm-hmm. which is a marketing point that a lot of that language needs to be said over and over and over. And even though that message might change a little bit here and there to, to have the confidence in being consistent because you know what you do and what you stand for and you believe you have a message that's going to resonate with somebody is incredibly helpful. So those two things, right, having a great foundation for your brand and marketing to work together then leads to consistency, which then leads to loyalty, which is really important, right? Fostering trust and all these great things that marketing efforts are more impactful because the loyal customers see it and buy into it then that really leads to a competitive advantage. So it's kind of like a domino effect. If we can build a great foundation with teams and come back to their marketing team and say, here's what we're going to do and here's how we're doing it. And over the course of time, we're working together to leverage those pieces correctly across the different channels and marketing efforts that you have, leading to consistency, leading to loyalty, ultimately leading to you guys standing out in the marketplace, having a meaningful message and really making competitors jealous about like, God, how do they do that? I mean, they're just like reeling in things. It feels like their marketing is just a machine that they turn on and it works instead of having to spin their wheels every time. Well, and two points on loyalty specifically. One, what the way that you describe those dominoes work makes the assumption that you're fulfilling that promise, that you're doing what you say you're going to do, that your products are actually solving your customers' problems in the yeah. way that you promised them. So we're, we're just assuming your products and services are amazing. The other asterisk I want to put on is loyalty is its own silo or type of marketing. There's a whole type of marketing that's called loyalty marketing. Yeah. We're not getting into that today. No. That's its own nuance. That's its own specialty. I just don't want to confuse people who are <laughs> super into marketing to think that we're talking about that specific specialization. I was today. just talking to someone the other day that goes, you know, marketing is confusing. There's a lot of different <laughs> terms and nuances between all of them. And I'm like, oh, yeah, 
it's crazy. It's another language in itself, right? Yeah. You have all these different things. Loyalty marketing, what we mean by being loyal in the marketplace is not the same as loyalty marketing. There's a lot that goes into it. Well, and the other thing we're not getting into today is ROI or how to measure marketing because that's a huge, gray, fuzzy, challenging, confusing conversation also. To summarize the importance of doing all of this, like why this matters is to build out a marketing strategy as well as a brand strategy that kind of meet in the middle and they have this really great synergy to them that that's really going to say you can have the greatest messaging in the world, but if no one hears it, it doesn't matter. The flip side, you could have the worst message in the world. And if everyone hears it, then it really matters in a negative way. So for us to say, we're just going to say what we say and say it as much as we can, that's not great. But to say, we're going to say a very tailored thing and not say it to anyone, that's not great either. For, for it to work, you have to work together. When it doesn't work together, what are some of the symptoms or red flags that people will probably recognize pretty quickly or they're already thinking about them if they're listening to this? There's a lot. Uh, and so I limited it to 10. I don't want to go through each of them a lot. I think I say that like every other episode is that, oh, yeah, here's a lot of negative reasons that this cannot work. But really, it comes down to inconsistent. It comes down to the things that we talked about are really benefits. So it's just the opposite of all the positives we just talked <laughs> yeah, about. Yeah, but here's more specific, true. right? So if you're in an organization and you're like, I wonder if we have been leveraging our branding efforts and our marketing efforts correctly, here are some of the 10 things that would say you are not doing that. So one would be inconsistent messaging. So your campaigns, your marketing materials, everything doesn't feel like it's unified. Things feel like they're coming off a of left field. You could guess if it's from a different brand or not. That's a problem because that you're if you're like, wow, that looks confusing, then your customers are 100% confused. Especially if you're running several different types of marketing campaigns simultaneously. Yep. The potential for that confusion just gets even more frustrating. Two is short-term focus. If you're looking at your goals from a marketing team or a marketing department, all your goals are short-term focused. Everything is less than six months away. That's a problem. That means that you have no brand goals, really, because your brand goals are actually just marketing goals. When we look at brand goals, we think in the picture of years, and that can really help to say, okay, over the next 18 months, we're going to try to craft this type of perception in the next two, three years, we're going to try to do this. And so there is a lack of future thinking that I think can really hurt people if they're not focused. Yeah. And it's typical for any organization to, especially if, you know, finances are a challenge or if revenue is like totally top of mind, it's, it's really easy to fall into that short-term only focus. But while you're doing that short-term, make sure you're also thinking about next. Because as soon as that marketing campaign stops or the ad campaign stops and the awareness stops, the revenue is going to stop. Yeah. I think that when I say goals and trying to think of gains in some kind of capacity, it can't all be leading back to revenue because then you're not really crafting a, a goal that's reachable across every single thing that you do. So when we look at like a brand and marketing goals, like it can't just be like, well, we're trying to hit this revenue in three months, this revenue in six months, this revenue in 18 months. That's not going to help drive any kind of inspiration from your team. That's just going to feel like if we don't hit those numbers, we're screwed. And so that there's a lack of inspiration that can happen if your goals aren't 
realistic and they're not only financial. Which is another reason why there's tension between the sales team and the marketing team. Yeah. Because they happens. work they work differently. That yeah. happens a lot. The third one is emphasis on features, not values. So when we deal with brands that are all marketing, no brand, they have a lack of emotion is the best way to say it. They are all features. They are land on their website. It's all features. It can be a flip side too. You could be all values, no features. And that's a problem as well to say when you land on their site, you're like, what do they even do? I don't know. They keep talking about things. That's what we would call like too squishy. Like things are getting too squishy here. We're not hard hitting enough. But when you emphasize features, not values, you can pretty much lean into the fact that you guys aren't really driving brand growth. You're just driving marketing growth. And that's okay too. It's just a matter of how you see it. This We often see this in companies that are commoditized or are really have been kind of forced into, or maybe they've done it purposely, take it into a price, a pricing competition instead of a brand competition. They're competing on price and not, not on emotion. There's also a great test for this. If you want to just do like a test, if you're a marketing leader is to start asking your clients what you stand for. And if they say your product or they say your service, then that means that you're selling on features versus values. And hopefully they say they crush it on service. They take care of me. Um, The customer service is outstanding. I hope that that's the case. But if the first thing they say is, oh, my God, they're they're a great value. They're the they're the cheapest and fastest out there. Yeah. So like if you're like a professional football team and someone goes, oh, what do you stand for? And then they go football. That's like, okay, well. We're obviously all features, all product, no value. Yeah. Then what's the difference between your team and the the other team? Exactly. And we do that with products that can be down into the knee brace example that we pull up over and over again. Yeah. If we stand for knee braces, then what do you think that means? And then what happens if that's the case? So four would be they lack emotional connection. So if you can't drive anybody to feel something with your marketing, then that's probably a an issue with you guys to connect emotionally. And that means you're not really leveraging any kind of brand assets in any good way. The the best brands, the best marketing in storytelling terms, we would say your customer has an, in, an external problem and an internal problem. The external problem is they can't figure out where to watch football on Sunday. That's a very tactical solvable thing. So if you sell TVs or you're a sports bar or you're the team itself, you can solve that problem pretty easily. But that problem is causing that customer an internal problem, which is an emotional problem. And if you can get to speaking to them and connecting with them at that level, then you will truly, then you truly have a brand and successful marketing. That's why when I go back to what is marketing and it's about product and price and placement and you know, all those promotion things like that. That's where you go into, well, like maybe we just need a better product for this. That's like, that's a down them up for sure. So it's something to think about when you, when you're saying that, when it's just a tactical problem that we're trying to solve, we can solve that with marketing. No problem. Yep. Five, when you lack market distinction. So differentiation is really important for a lot of different things. And we had a whole conversation. It might even should be the very first conversation of this podcast is distinction versus differentiation. So you should go listen to that if you haven't. But if you less lack market distinction, if people can't tell the difference between you and another person looking at you or reading your website or looking at your billboards or whatever, 
then that's a problem because then you're not distinct in the market. You're not easily recognizable. You're not memorable. Yeah. And that's, I don't know if that's the most common, but it could be, which is might be why we led this whole podcast off yeah. with that conversation to begin with. Probably Helping people stand out from the crowd of competition is critical. And if you're getting lost in that and, and people like, well, I'm saying what you said now, if people don't <laughs> clearly know the difference between you and them, that's a big red flag. Six, difficulty in expansion. So when you're trying to expand into new markets and you're finding it very challenging, it's probably because you lack the foundational assets that you need to correctly lead into that. So if like if you're trying to go into a market and you can't seem to connect with anybody there and you can't seem to understand anybody there and you're just it just doesn't resonate then it's probably your brand it's probably not your marketing you're probably in the right places just not saying the right thing exactly and this is where you would say stop wasting money on marketing make sure the foundation is right because you're just pouring gas now back into the car analogy into an engine that's not quite functioning yet yep seven negative public perception and i say public perception it could be private perception it's basically negative perception when you face criticism backlash things that are happening in the world and somebody looks at you and go wow you guys are way out of touch with what's going on it's probably because your brand doesn't really evoke the right values emotions and things that should be attracting and resonating with customers yeah, and it, you know sometimes this happens because something somebody says something wrong, does something offensive, but sometimes that negative public perception simply happens because you haven't done a good enough job of articulating who you are, what you do, who you stand for, and telling that story. Yeah, and people are making it up themselves, and that can go sideways. Which kind of leads us to our next one, which is competitive vulnerability. When you feel competitive pressures. That can be a problem, but when you have a lot of competitors in a marketplace, your brand becomes your best friend because that sets you apart. It makes sure that your customers understand what you are about versus everybody else. It really helps you become less vulnerable to competitors in your marketplace. Which jumps into the next one, the second to last one, which is a price is the pricing conversation. If you're in that competitive situation and you are more expensive or you find out that you were chosen for the RFP over a competitor and your price was actually higher, then that means you're, then that's not a red flag. You, then you're doing it really successful. Yeah. Successfully. I, we, I think we had another conversation. This is going to be all the time now, but we've had a conversation about premium pricing and how can you leverage pricing when your brand is that premium level. Everyone wants to charge a premium price, but only some can and have the right to do it. How can you have that right to win from a premium price standpoint? Last one is limited word of mouth marketing. So you might have a great product, but people just don't really resonate deeply with it and they don't have a lot of things. A strong brand typically encourages people to identify with your brand. So if, when we talk about den- identity way back at the top of this episode, we talked about like, oh, it's all about perception. It's all about those other things. But think about what identity means to somebody. When I identify with something, I put that as a part of myself. So I am willing to tell people that, oh yeah, I wear this product or I use this product. And that's a reflection on me as a person. So when people are willing to use your product to identify themselves, 
or are willing to identify with your product, then we're finding that they're willing to tell people about it. They're really proud when other people get to use it because then they feel like they're setting that trend. They want people to be like, wow, that's really cool. I wish I did that. That is the whole goal of that word of mouth marketing is to let it grow on its own. Our colleague April would refer to these as enthusiast brands. When there are brands that connect with people and create what we would call brand advocates, uh, brand loyalists, and they start doing the marketing for you, then then you're, you know you've done it right. And if you aren't getting referrals in any way, shape, or form, then that's probably because people don't know what you do in, in a meaningful and authentic way. So to address all the 10 issues that we just went through, that people should be thinking about the way that they're investing in their marketing and they should think about the way that they're investing in their brand development. When we talk about refining a brand, refining its strategy and saying, are we doing that right now? It's as simple as saying we need a strategy for how our brand is going to be perceived and how we want to be thought of within this marketplace. When you put that strategy to, are we currently doing that today? It can become very clear to say we do have the assets, we do not have the assets, or we are not doing the things we need to do. Yeah, I think we do this for ourselves all the time. Uh, we step back and say, we need to market to this audience. We need to go talk to them. These are some people that should know about us that we have the right to win in. Then our next question is, but do we have the right story already written and crafted based on the work that we've done to determine what we do and what we stand for do we have that in place so that we can go tell that story yeah think about like a painter looking at a whatever and you're saying okay before i start painting this thing i need to know like do i have all the brushes i need do i have all the paints do i I love the toolbox so Uh, there's just a lot of things in there when you look at like i'm gonna go after an initiative you don't build them on the fly You're supposed to build them with meaning and intention and then use them to build out that greater perception within the marketplace. To be consistent, to then be effective. Yep. Perfect. Easy. I hope that clears it up. Branding versus marketing. I I think that I'm pretty proud of us staying within time. That's the big (laughs) time for us. And then we don't always do it, but it's good. Love it. There's something else you'd like us to talk about except loyalty marketing. I'm not ready to have that conversation yet. We're not the people to talk about that. Let us know. Thanks. Susner is a branding firm specializing in helping companies make a meaningful mark, guiding marketing leaders working to make their brand communicate better, stand out, and engage audiences to grow their business. For more, visit susner.com. Thank you.